Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. You know us, you love us. It's Chris and Jake. Jake, how are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you? Can't complain, man, even though it's Monday, you know, it's the start of the week. Mm-hmm. New week, new week, new plan. All right, so we, we have a lot to discuss about today, especially with today being the first day of media day. But before we get right into that, let's start with our This Day in History. So for today, uh, the only thing notable really historically about today is on this day last year, the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics in game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Or not last year, I guess year before last. So the bubble year. Bubble year, yeah, to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics. I think people got to understand that Bam Adebayo's block was monumental in that series. Is the way, I mean, like we talked about it, you know, last week that Miami team was really freaking good. Yeah, they had they had some names. They had some names on that team. They just, you know, played against a very strong Laker team. I'm not saying Miami didn't deserve it. I'm just saying, you know, Miami got the tough end of the stick. Yeah, in that one. I feel like different situations you know even and people talk about what if the bubble hadn't happened well you got to look at it even if the bubble didn't happen would the clippers have made it to the finals that year would playoff p emerge as you know there who knows i mean the lakers opened the season as one of the favorites to win right it's not like it was if the miami heat would have won then it would have been like you know something's a little strange there but I mean, the team that was favored to win won. So I don't, I don't know how people don't uh, don't credit it as much as I think every they credit, other one. I think they just call it, you know, what was it, the Mickey Mouse title? Yeah, the Mickey Mouse of, title. Because you know the Lakers won it, and it was in a you know pandemic bubble year. And I'm like, well, if the Clippers had won it, you'd call it the same thing. If any other team had won it other than the Lakers, would you have called it fair? No, they 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 wouldn't. It wouldn't be an asterisk title the way people. It's only because it's LeBron James and it's the Lakers, yeah. But <laughs> there are LeBron haters out there. There are Lakers haters out there, and you just kind of gotta get over it at that point. But uh, that's it for this day in history segment and our big topic today. It's Monday. It's the first day of media day in the NBA. So we're going to start it right here, right quick. The Nuggets agreed to extend Michael Porter Jr.'s contract, a five-year max extension that could be worth up to $207 million guaranteed. Now, here's here's the catch. They Well, $207 million, uh, but the, the, in his contract, it also states that he has to make one of the three all-NBA teams. Do you see it happening this year? He ain't making an all-NBA team. <laughs> Get out of here. He ain't doing that. So that'll, that'll not be a, a little... Chance. Not a chance. Not a chance in the world is he making an all-NBA team. What? He's not even close. <laughs> you don't... He's not like... I can, I'm not saying first or second, third. I mean, not unless, you know, he has a breakout year, but... He's not a top 15 player in either conference. He's a great player. Love him. Just he's not, not a top 15 He's player. not a top 15 player. No, not at all. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, this, I don't know if he'll make it, but who knows. The next one we have, Kawhi uh, 
He talked about his extension. It was supposed to be a one-and-one extension, a guaranteed year followed by a player option. He opted instead for a four-year deal. He explained, quote, the best situation for me was to do a one-and-one, opt out, and then sign a long-term five-year deal. I wanted to secure some money and come back if I was able to do this year. If I took the one-and-one, I probably would have not played to be cautious. Thoughts? I mean, I don't think he's going to play a ton anyway. <laughs> Would you say does. like half the season? If he play, well, he's not going to play half the season because he's coming back from that yeah. injury. So I don't okay, think so he's like going to play So none. I don't think he's playing this year. I mean, I, don't think I, I agree. I'd rather be safe than sorry. But at the same time, I mean, if he doesn't play, that Clipper team is not even top eight. Drake is recording too many music videos for him to be playing this year. He's got other things going on. That's true. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard's taking his talents like what Shaq did. He's doing entertainment. Oh. But at least Shaq, when he did entertainment, he smiled. That's true. And he he was he was actually pretty good. He was he was he was a funny a fun guy. You guys don't understand why we're laughing. Go to yeah, watch last week's episode. Watch last week's episode, and you'll understand. I'm a fun guy. I don't know where he's sitting at. <laughs> just, that laugh gets me every time. Uh, next up on the docket, uh, the Rockets and Wall appear while awaiting trade. Houston Rockets attempt to find a trade destination for John Wall. But during the meantime, Wall is focused on helping the team any way he can. Showing a good leadership role, but where would you want to see John Wall land? I don't know if there's a place for him. You don't anymore. think? I mean, he's he. Can, I don't know if he can help a team. Like, he doesn't have... He's not a good enough shooter. Mm-hmm. He's not athletic enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Uh, I think he he needs to just take his check and retire. I think I think that's I think he's, I think I think he's he's getting to the time where it's there's other guys out there who are producing more than him at this point in their yep. careers, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did or if he just signs you know somewhere to just help out, be a role player. I know he's not he doesn't want to be a role player. He wants to be the leader, but. You gotta realize that it's it's about time for him to you know. I mean, no one no one's gonna take on his contract unless no. unless you're getting some really really good draft picks out of it too. What if what if he ended up? <laughs> this is a shot in the dark. I'm like shooting at straws. What if he ended up in Philly? Simmons to Simmons to Houston, Wall to Philly. Well, let's see if that works. We'll pull out the old. Pull out the old trade simulator here. Let's see. See if that's even plausible. In my opinion, I don't. I mean, with Ben Simmons wanting to leave Philly, it wouldn't surprise me if they found a trade. And on a return basis, I could see John Wall being a good fit in Philly with Embiid, with, you know, and all that talent that they have. 
let's see. Ben Simmons. John Wall, try this trade. This trade has failed. The 76ers are over the luxury tax. 76ers are over the tax? They would need to cut $3 million from the 76ers. So let's see if we can throw in... Throw who's, make, who's making... Throw in a base Tyrese Maxey's making two. Shake Milton's making a mill. Um, I wouldn't do a three for you'd one. Have to, That's not even worth it. You really almost have to. Okay, so you can do Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel for John Wall, and it works with attacks. And it shows it shows Houston at a plus five on the trade, uh-huh. getting Ben Simmons and Thibel, which is that's strange. Ben Simmons is only going to make a five win difference, <laughs> and Philly is going to lose six wins. Really? I don't think they took that into account, though. To be honest. That's like a rough because I feel like even if Ben Simmons stayed, they would still lose because he's not gonna want to play. I don't think people are taking that into consideration. He's not on that team. You cannot factor the contribution that he had during the regular season. But I'm, I mean, if you're if you're taking on John Wall's making forty four million dollars this year. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up draft picks too. You have, and Houston's got three trade exceptions coming up i don't know what draft picks they've got this isn't showing it but they do have three trade exceptions which could be pretty valuable but also could you know not really amount to anything um but that's really about it you you'd have to give up you'd have to give up another player with ben simmons and i don't know if Philly wants to do. I don't that. know if Houston wants that either. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point. I just think you know, with Simmons not wanting to be in Philly anymore, and Houston looking for the trade, and even if they do the player for player, it's Philly's still over the luxury tax, but it's not by much. I still think the the thing that makes the most sense to me is trading him to Portland. If you can one for one each team, you can make the argument they get better. What Portland miss, misses every year is defense. What Philly's missing is shooting. Damian Lillard is one of the most deadly shooters in the game. Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders in the game. Portland gets younger. They have a young piece to build around. Philly is in a win now mode. They get a guy who can help them win now. So that that to me that is could that could work. And it, you can even... Would that trade work? See if that trade would work. Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard, one for one goes through, and so does Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, one for one. One so for you, one go through, so wow. So you can, either one. You can do either one of those players. But I think if Philly wants to make a strong strong run, I'd go for Dame yeah, that's, over that's McCollum old, any day of the week. I'm curious if they've even had that discussion. I'm curious too because Damian Lillard's been really quiet. He's been really yeah. quiet ever since, you know, the rumor of him wanting to leave Portland. It's been quiet. It's yeah, been too quiet. We've not really heard a peep out of him since. No. I mean, there was that one day. But that was it. That he, the, he, he tweeted something, bet a million on it or something like that when someone said he wasn't going to play for Portland next year. That was the last time we've heard anything out of Damian Lillard. Yeah. And we haven't heard much out of that. Uh, Let's see what it would take for Golden State to get Ben Simmons. So we've got Ben Simmons here. 
we throw Wiggins in there. I don't think anybody wants Wiggins either. Um, I think you'd have to throw Draymond Green in there too. I don't know if he would want you know, to leave. I don't. I don't think they would put Wiggins in there. Actually, I think they would put Draymond Green in there, and then let's see. They got Oopa. No, they're gonna have to give up a young guard. Moses they have Moody. Oubre? Oh, and Wiseman. Let's see if that. Yeah. yeah. So you could you can do Draymond Green. Wiseman and Moses Moody for Ben Simmons one for one, and both teams get worse. Both teams get worse, so it's no <laughs> point. Golden State estimated nine wins loss or loss, Gosh. and Philly estimated loses two wins. It's still, I mean, it's not much, but it's still a loss. And that's based on player efficiency rating. That's not no, but um, moving along since we're having fun with the little trade simulator. Um, Warriors, Draymond Green was excused today for personal reasons. Um, other than that, you know, hopefully he's doing well. The big one, and then you mentioned it today, Kyrie virtually joins Media Day in Brooklyn due to New York City's health and safety protocols. He repeatedly asked for privacy when pressed about his vaccination status. I get it. That... That's his his right to, to ask that. You know, when my company, they send out a thing asking for my vaccination status. I told them my vaccination status is none of their business. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he's doing. I get it, but at the same time, uh, and we had Kevin and we had Kevin Durant say, "quote We trust in Kyrie, and I expect us to have our whole team at some point." I don't know how they can trust Kyrie. I wouldn't trust him. He has a history of just not playing. He has a history of being injured. He has a history of not being there for his teammates in the playoffs, whether it be because of injury or because he just doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't seem like a good teammate to me. And, and with him, uh, Wiggins and I think it was was it Bradley Beal ha- had him Wiggins and I think Bradley Beal. They don't. The rule is that they're not vaccinated. They are not allowed to play in their home games, so they're out 41 games. That's a lot of games. That's basically you're you're done. You better rely on the away, the away games. Yeah, it's it's Bradley Beal. Um, you better rely on those away games that you win. Are they going to get paid for those 41 games? I I would because if I'm the Warriors, I, if I'm the Warriors, if, if I'm if the Andrew Nets, Wiggins, if I'm the Wizards, I'm not paying them. If Andrew Wiggins doesn't. Play and I don't have to pay him for those forty-one games. I'm throwing a party. I am that's, that's fifteen million dollars. You ain't got to pay that long. That's I would I would not pay them for those home games. You're and, not working. And Kyrie probably wasn't going to play in all of his home games anyway. So I mean, what what's another fifteen games? Yeah, but Beal then, that hurts. Beal that hurts the Wizards. They don't that's, have a chance at doing anything no. anyway, but. That's maybe, even worse. Maybe they'll capitalize on it and get another good draft pick. <laughs> but I think it's just... It is their business. But with their actions, there come consequences as well. Yeah. I.e. losing money for... Uh, you know, not getting money for the games that you missed because of your decision. Team not making the playoffs because of your decision. There's consequences to bad decisions there's even consequences to good decisions but you know i'm not saying which is which 
Um, but you got any more take on this one? I'm, my my only concern is, are they still getting paid? If they're still getting paid, then that's ridiculous. I would don't, be pissed. Don't come to work, don't get paid. It's, it's like that we, simple. That's the same with us. We don't get paid and we don't go to work. Well, we're, we're normal people. <laughs> we have we to, are working class citizens. We're held to a different standard. Yeah, I know. Our, our rest days are called the weekend. They, well, they to be take, to be fit, and to be fair, my rest day is the summer. So, being a teacher, it's the summer. They they take rest. They only they only go to work, quote unquote, three four times at most in a seven day span. But they still can't. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe they're not as as great of an athlete as they seem. Who knows? Who knows? But who knows what the Nets will have? The Nets, the Warriors, and the Wizards. We'll have that dilemma this season. Staying on topic with the uh, the Nets, uh, Harden is to wait before deciding on extension. So Kevin Durant has already inked an extension when he signed back in 2019, July of 2019. James Harden traded the Nets in January after more than eight months, eight years with the Rockets, plans to take his time before signing. He preaches patience on a potential contract extension with the net, saying, quote, I want to know I'm in the right mindset and know for sure I want to be in Brooklyn, ultimately, for the rest of my career. Now, that, I don't believe he's going to stay in Brooklyn the rest of his career. To me, that says if we win a championship, I'm re-signing. If it's, we don't, I'm going I'm to the Lakers. <laughs> I know. That's basically it. Like, if if you you either know or you don't, it's, it's yes or no. Yeah. You can't you, just. I, I think a lot of that depends on Kyrie. I don't think they they won they win the championship last year if they had a fully healthy James Harden because there was so many other injuries. But like on a fully healthy year, I don't think KD and James Harden with that team can win a championship. No, I don't think so either. But like so his, it really his depends saying, on Kyrie. But it's like the saying, "He's mindset right before I want to stay career." Yeah. Brooklyn wins a child title. I'm gonna stay. His mindset will be right then when Brooklyn wins championship. It's t- it's title or bust. Yeah, that's that's all he's saying to me. I don't I don't read into that. I don't know other shenanigans like yeah, you either want to resign or you want to leave because you lost. So who knows how all that happened? Then. Next one on the docket with Zion Williamson recovering from foot injury. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, David Griffin, uh, president of basketball operations for the Pelicans, said, quote, Zion should be back, end quote, by the regular season after off-season surgery for a fractured foot. The injury was to his fifth metatarsal, and though he, quote, isn't likely to play in the preseason rehab, set him up for opening night, end quote. And then Zion said later on expect to be playing by the opener he said that he loves playing in new orleans quote i don't want to be anywhere else end quote there have been talks of him wanting to leave new orleans are those talks still plausible or do you think he's going to stay in new orleans for a few more years i don't know i i wouldn't put it back i wouldn't put it past anybody to leave any team you know in the nba that we're we're in right now anybody can go anywhere mm-hmm. i mean ben simmons is going to force his way out of a contract that he has four years left on james harden forced his way out of a multi-year contract paul george forced his way out of a multi-year contract like the, the 
I wouldn't put it past anybody in the league. Um, but, but he's a- he's unhappy with New Orleans already. There have been reports coming out that he didn't like how they handled his first injury and how long they held him out and the playing time he got when he came back. He, he's already unhappy. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he left. But it if he doesn't take either. care of himself, then he's going to have some problems. He's too good, too athletic, too big, too strong. He's got to put time and money into protecting his body. Yeah. And like you said, players have been able to force their way out of contracts. And it's interesting to see how a lot of people just cave. And I get it. There's a talent there. But there's a principle of the fact that you're caving to people who are manipulating the system. Like they're manipulating it to their advantage instead of you as the owner you have the power to do what you want so what i don't get is why they cave like i if your best player doesn't show up i don't think there's a front office that would say you know you you didn't perform you're fired like yeah if lebron doesn't show up i'm probably not going to do very well if my team is built around lebron so if, if they don't show up, don't pay them. Let them sit. They'll, they'll figure out quickly that they need money. They need an income. and go play overseas or they can come back to work. Like you're under contract. You sign a long-term deal. You have to fulfill your end of the contract or the other party doesn't have to fulfill their end. Right. So if you don't want to show up to work, you ain't going to get paid. It's just mind-boggling to me how these guys, you know, they live by a different set of rules, like you said, but at the same time, it's you still, they still live by someone else's rules. Like, imagine if I show up to work one day and I, I say I'm unhappy, I demand that they trade me to Enterprise and I just refuse to come into work until they do, no matter what. Like, how dumb is that? It is. It's like if I said, you know what? I deserve to be paid more. I deserve to be paid the babysitter rate. Yeah. <laughs> Get a certain amount per kid that I teach. You know how many teachers would not only want to have that system updated, but how broke the education system would be? Like, we, oh we my just, goodness. We, I, I, I part of me wishes that I was held to the same standards that professional athletes were held to. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to hear that. So this topic we kind of already discussed before. Um, President of basketball operations Daryl Morey acknowledged Ben Simmons asked for a trade, and the team is quote disappointed. He hasn't reported to a camp. To camp. Um. Yet, even as Maury admitted it had been several weeks since they've talked, he also pointed to a few notable recent situations with players and teams moved forward following a trade demand. Uh, Coach Doc Rivers said no one has defended Simmons more than he has and will enter camp, quote, with hopes that he that we do have been at some point, end quote. Uh, Simmons has, hold on, Simmons has $147 million, million and four years left on his contract. Simmons could be suspended or fined each day he missed camp, misses camp. What's your take? 
did you see the interview that Doc Rivers did where he essentially lied and said, what, you know, when they when they asked, is Ben Simmons, or can you win a championship with Ben Simmons at your point guard? And he said, I don't know the answer to that. Did you see the interview he recently did where he said that that's not what he said? He claims that he said, I don't want to talk about that right now. And then I was, so I was listening to to Frank and Scal in the morning and they were talking about it and they played the first or they played the second interview where he said, no, that's not what I said. I said, I don't want to talk about that right now. And then the very next clip they played where he said, I don't know the answer to that. Two completely different answers. Not even close. You didn't fumble over your words. They weren't close enough that you could have. So, oh, well, I, I didn't mean that. You took it the wrong way. Like, you just lied, Doc Rivers. It's okay. You just say just, you were emotional. You had just lost a winnable game, a winnable series. This was your best shot to win the, to go to the finals, to win a championship. And you guys lost. Say you're emotional. You didn't mean it. You've apologized to Ben Simmons and be done with it. You don't have to lie because there's proof that that's not what you said. Yeah. A lot of times they don't want to admit it. I get it, but at the same time, you got to be more upfront with that kind of situation going on. Just own it. At least people will respect your honesty. Yeah. And like you were saying, that um, they've tried to make contact with Ben Simmons. He he's out in LA, just living his best life with Maya Jama or whoever that is he, he's running around with now. Um, I don't even. I don't even. Know. <laughs> I, I think even it, know. I think it's Maya Jama. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, you know, you know how uncultured I am. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, so uncultured, I don't know who that is. I'm like, I'm look, I'm like thinking you just describe the jam of jelly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so uncultured, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm so. I was like, who, what is my jam? Is that like a, is that like a sunshiny kind of jam? So. The re- a report came out that some of his teammates and staff were going to fly out to L.A., meet with him, and try to convince him to come to training camp and at least just play and get through it until they can find a trade for him. And he pretty much said, don't waste your time. I'm not going to meet with you. It's just, you know, he's just being a... He's being a baby. He's being, just, a, he's being I'll a baby. I'll say it. You're he's, he's how, being, I'm gonna find out how old this. I think he, no, he's. Is. Let's see. Has to be at least 24. He's gotta be at least. He's 25. He's yeah. He's mid 20s. Yeah, he's 25 years old. He's he's a, just a month older than me, and he is hiding out in LA, crying because he got held accountable for his poor play. I know. He. <laughs> it's oh, just wow. crazy. That you just you know, I, you know, I, you know, you know. Here's here's my prediction of what'll happen this season. I'm not even gonna lie, because of the way he's acting, I would not be surprised if no team wanted him and he ended up overseas. No team does want him. I don't think any team wants him. No, I'd move him overseas or somewhere else because he's not gonna want the way he's acting right now. I wouldn't want him. And, you know, there's a really easy solution so that he doesn't have to be in this situation again. Get in the gym and practice your free throws. 
he has been working doing workouts, but not with yeah. his team. But how many years in a row is he gonna post those little mixtapes of no one guarding him and taking all these jump shots? How many years in a row is he gonna post that before we say, hey, why don't you stop showing us these videos during the off season and show us on the court in the regular season? But it's like when guys, you know, play against lesser kind of. It's like when you see. He was you know, playing against Joe Johnson. That was who was guarding. I saw Joe. I saw Joe. He's been out of the league for years. Never played defense in his life. 36, 37 years old. Ben Simmons is 25, 6 foot 10. Prime of his life. Yeah, of course he's going to torch it. Yeah, it's just, come on now. You got to. You gotta pick your defenders better than I Joe said. Johnson Joe. Is, Joe Johnson is 40. I know. Joe Johnson was in the NBA when Ben Simmons was born. Roughly. Roughly, yeah. He was 15, but we'll call it in the NBA. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just um, everything else. And the last one that we'll go over uh, is David Letterman's prank on Kevin Durant during the interview. I'm surprised. I'm surprised KD was such a good sport about that. I'm surprised KD didn't shed a laugh. I would have thought that was funny. I don't know if he was just. I can't tell if he was mad. If or he, he didn't just, want to be there, but like that was funny. It was funny. Like, why do they call you Kevin Durant? Why do they call Kevin Durant? Why do they call you KD? Well, um, my first name is Kevin, so there's a K. And my last name is Durant, which is a D. That's funny. Now, the second question, I thought that was a little bit funnier. Oh, how about, hey, what percent? What percentage effort are you going to give this year? It's we like 90, 95, 100, 90, 110. 95, 110. What are we looking at? <laughs> that's just, that's <laughs> just such a funny question. It's like, come on. David Letterman's interviewed so many people all over the world. So many important people, and he graces us with that. Just can't help but, you know, laugh at that. You just can't. It's just so much to it. So, yeah, guys, I don't know how he didn't laugh at it. I know, I would have laughed. So, guys, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have our one on one Hooper profile with ODU women's basketball player Brianna Jackson. So, stay tuned. Hey guys, and welcome to the Hoop Back to the Hoop Jack podcast series. I'm your host, Chris Armisen, and today our one on one Hooper profile is ODU women's basketball player Brianna Jackson. Brianna, it's good to have you on the show. Great to be here. So, uh, I'm actually kind of jealous because you grew up in the 757, you grew up in the Virginia Beach area. What can can you explain like the basketball culture here in the 757? Um, from, from what I've heard from other people who have either played up here or who are not really from here, it's, it's a lot. Like, um, I have a teammate, she's from Alabama and she told me that basketball isn't as big there, like with Boo Williams and AAU. So I really am blessed to have came over here. I moved here when I was like 10 or 11. So I really am blessed to have been able to be able to grow up in this area. So was basketball the growing up was basketball the one sport you felt that that was the one I wanted to do I'm going to commit to that 100%. Uh actually no. 
um, before sixth grade, which is probably around the time I was 11, mm-hmm. um, I was like super timid and didn't want to play sports at all. But I saw my dad play semi-pro and my sister played basketball in high school at Ocean Lakes. So I was like, you know what? I could give it a try. Tried out in sixth grade and actually made the team with no experience at all. So in high school, you played your ball at Princess Anne, correct? Salem first for my freshman and sophomore year. And then I transferred to Princess Anne for junior and senior year. Okay. So what was playing at both of those places like throughout your high school career? Um, it was good. Salem was definitely a good start for me. I had teammates that were very helpful. We were mostly guard dominated, so they were very helpful with me getting in shape and being able to keep up with the guards. And getting to Princess Anne was like maybe always running, always working out. Um, my basketball IQ definitely shot up my junior year. And throughout the time culminating your high school career, you gathered attention from sites like ESPNW, Hoop Girls, and ProspectsNation.com. What was the feeling like putting in the work and seeing re- the results and seeing kind of your re- your game and your recognition being kind of brought forth? It was amazing just because I know um, there was a lot more camps I wanted to go to, like uh, John Lucas and – bunch of other camps that I know I could have got more recognition at, but just from not going to those top name camps and being able to put myself out there the way I did, it was amazing. And heading into your senior year or your junior and senior year, you're kind of feeling out colleges and everything like that. What was the process in your decision to join the U, the Hurricanes? Um, I think when on my visit, I really did like the culture at first and my whole thing was like I kind of wanted to spread my wings and and travel as far away from home just so that I can get more background under me growing up we did move a lot so I wanted to go and see other places and like who doesn't want to go to Miami just to live there for a little bit right I mean Miami is just beautiful place yeah the beaches and the sand just it's hot it's like perfect weather every day I, I would I would take that spot on the dot any day of the week. Um, but during your time there, you played for head coach Katie Meyer. What was her coaching style like in developing your game? She was definitely different just because um, all my coaches from Salem to AAU and then Princess Anne were black male coaches. So to deal with a little bit different, it was more um, – emotion involved rather than matter of fact and straight to the point Mm -hmm. and then uh you played at the u at the u for a couple of seasons and then what was the decision to transfer back home and play for the monarchs here at odu um i think when covid hit my mindset kind of changed um i wanted to be close to the family and i wanted to be able to see them more often And when we did get sent home, I want to say it was spring break of my freshman year when we first got sent home. It was a lot to try to pack up and take all my stuff back home, and I wasn't even able to. So it it was kind of a precautionary just in case I kind of wanted to go to a school close to the home. Right, and as you were talking about with the pandemic and everything, uh, how have you 
been able to manage that, you know, as far as a mental state, because I know with athletes, it can come down on us mentally and be as well as a college student, it can hurt as well. But I also heard you mentioned family was family one of the and has family been really close during this time? Or I mean, you guys are always close from what you're talking about, but has it been even closer because of this? Yeah, and um, being out there during the pandemic, my sophomore year, um, not a lot of people know this, but my brother and sister are both legally blind and autistic. So trying to do video calls, all they can do is hear my voice. They can't touch and hug on me. So it was real difficult to try to send my love just through voice. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear that, you know, family means everything to you. And I think this should mean a lo- everything to a lot of us out there because a lot of us were dealing with the pandemic different ways, but, um, was, so transferring back to ODU, is it kind of feel like a little bit of a blessing because of, because of the pandemic? I know the U is such a hard place to leave, but, um, was, is it nice just being around family and kind of close friends for the time be for the time right now? Yeah. And especially me and my older sister, we're like super close best friends. And she was real sad to see me go to Miami and I wasn't coming home as often. So being back with her, my little brother, my little sister and my parents, it's really been a blessing. So starting this season at ODU, you guys actually have a new head coach. And I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Miss Delisha Milton Jones. I'm thinking I'm pronouncing that right. So what, what can you tell me your first impression of her and what kind of coaching style um, that she brings to you guys and that can help you guys reach to the top? She has a real mama bear personality. Um, but at the same time, she tells us not to let that fool us and she can get real nitty gritty, but um, she's real loving and knows how to break the game down for each person. And she can, I don't want to say change her personality, but kind of change her delivery as a coach based on the player's personality and can really get into players and help them open up and broaden their game. Right. So she's making sure that she's touching on what you need to work on individually so that you guys can grow. Right. And And even off the court, she makes sure that we're good mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that. And it's nice to hear that because I think that's what you want in a coach is making sure that you guys are – not only taking care of taking your business on the court, but as well as keeping your minds right off the court and right. just staying together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so your first season, your junior year in the conference USA, I know the, the team goal is to win the conference and head to, to the big dance. What are some personal goals that you kind of want to achieve and kind of leadership qualities that you want to perform this season being a junior? Um. I definitely want to play my role on the team. Um, I'm a leader in some way. Sometimes with the post players, we have a few that are freshmen. Um, just showing them the ropes of college. I know it's a little different for them because they're coming in during the pandemic, whereas I came in, you know, kind of normal life. But for the most part, I just want to help them out in any way I can. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good quality to have that you're wanting to help teach the next the next group coming in so that they kind of have a leadership quality once you guys are out. Yeah. Uh, and my last question to you is, what is some advice that you would give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? Um, Never give up. It doesn't matter at what point do you 
um, looking for college or or even start because I know I forgot her name, but it was a player I played against in high school. She started playing basketball her junior year, like never played before and still went to college. So it's never too late to keep working, keep trying, keep them grades up because that's the most important thing coaches look for. Not only are you a scorer, but how good do you perform in the classroom too? I think that's some great advice to everyone listening out there. I think you hit the nail right on the head. And I want to thank you, Brianna, for coming on the show. And, guys, make sure to check not only her out, but the Monarchs this season. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys bring home the Conference USA title this season. Thank you. Uh, so we'll be right back with more Hoot Jack on the way, guys. So stay tuned. Oh, oh real quick, real quick, uh, before I forget, anyone you want to shout out, anyone you want to mention? Um, I'm partnered with two clothing brands. Um, black owned student athlete brand. Uh, they are wear gifted culture. If they follow me on Instagram, they will see the link in my bio and also clutch lifestyle. They want to bring awareness to young athletes striving to get to college. All right, guys. So make sure to check, check those great companies out. And if you need to find out where they are, make sure to check out Brianna's Instagram page. She's tagged on everything. So you guys should go check that out. Uh, but again, thank you, Brianna, for coming on to the show. And we love hearing your story, kind of everything like that. So I want to thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Make sure you and make sure keep listening, guys. More Hoop Jack on the way. Stay tuned. All right. I want to welcome back to Hoop Jack, guys. I want to thank Brianna Jacks for taking the time to talk about her story her time at the University of Miami and coming to play at ODU make sure to check out her and the ODU women's basketball team this season for the Conference USA women's title can't wait to see what's going to happen with their season hope they do well next up we are introducing a new segment kind of a twist on it's still it's still a part of Danos guys but instead of doing our Danos spicy hot takes we're going to do our Danos Deep Dive. Jake, why don't you tell us all about our Danos Deep Dive segment? So the, the Danos Deep Dive was inspired by last week when we were talking about uh, some what-ifs in the NBA. And we really just kept getting lost down these rabbit holes. Um, just doing a, looking up a bunch of different things and playing out potential scenarios. So what we're doing now is we're just going to make that a segment. It was fun. We enjoyed talking about it. And now we're at the Danos Deep Dive, where we just take a topic and we just dig in and see how lost we can get and how bizarre things could be based on these scenarios. And it could be anything, guys, whether it's, you know, the NBA, whether it's the NFL. But we want to focus right now on basketball being our first topic. So we're going to dive right into our Danos Deep Dive. And Jake, it appears we have found something. What is our Deep Dive discovered today? Our deep dive discovery today is what if there was no one and done rule in college and you had to go all four years? So guys, uh, if you guys don't know about the one and done rule, the one and done rule was initiated, I believe it was mid 2000s, end of 2000s sometime. And it was basically regarding the fact that a lot of high school players such as you know kobe bryant kevin darnett dwight howard they all came to the pros right out of high school and a new rule came whether i don't i think it was the it was an nba in agreement with the ncaa as well that 
basketball players had to go at least one year in college before declaring for the NBA draft and it put a halt at what became known as the one and done rule for a lot of schools, especially, you know, big schools like Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina and all these other big schools. But um, Jake, why don't you explain it a little bit more about that kind of focus? So what we're, our, our main point of focus to start is kind of players who left early, what their career could have been had they stayed four years, potentially who, who could have done what had they actually gone to college. You know, we've had some people go straight out of high school. So we're, we're going to dive right in with, I want to start it off because obviously the first thing on my mind is what if LeBron James had went to college? So obviously you know, that's what's on my mind. Uh, obviously he'd have gone to Ohio State. Yeah, no. he would have gone to Zips. Yeah, he would have gone to Ohio State. The Ohio State. I think but he would have went to Akron. You would think he would have gone to Akron? I know he said he would have went to Ohio State, but I think he would have gone to Akron. That's just, that's you, think, you, think that's just won, you think he would have won a national title? Akron would have won four national titles. Four national titles. Ain't nobody in the NCAA could have guarded LeBron James. No. Ask, ask Carmelo Anthony. No, yeah. And Carmelo, his time at Syracuse, man, that was crazy. I couldn't even imagine. Man, LeBron could have been dirty if he stayed all four years. Even if he went to Ohio State or Akron, that would have been a title team every year. It would have been no doubt. Um, what year would Le- LeBron got drafted in 2003? Yeah. Let's see. 2003 to 2006, 2007. So the 2003-2004 Ohio State men's basketball roster was actually pretty unimpressive. Unimpressive, yeah. Um, No one that really jumps out to me. Yeah, no one that really jumps out to me. That's not a not a name on that team that buzz. So it would have been. I think wherever he would have gone, that school would have brought in so much more talent. Wherever he would have gone, like imagine going on a recruiting trip and you see LeBron. Like okay, that's so a that's a done deal. Here's why he would have went to Akron. Drew Joyce and Romeo Travis went to Akron after they played high school. Those were LeBron James teammates. Oh, no, and he would have followed them. Andy Hipsher is also from Akron. Derek, Derek Tarver and Jeremiah Wood are also from Akron. Mario Collins is from Ohio. Rob Preston's from Ohio. Brian Hipsher is from Akron. Matt Siebert is from Columbus. Daryl Peterson was from Cincinnati. Rick McFadden is from Struthers. So you would have had all these Ohio people on one team. And Drew Joyce and Romeo Travis, those were LeBron's boys in high school. Oh, that can't tell been, me he, he, been a, he wouldn't have, have been to go triple, there. That would have been a triple threat right yeah, there. Yeah, you, you would have just had that St. Vincent, St. Mary's team win a national championship. They won it in high school. Let's have them another one in college. Let's have them another one. They would have won it easily, hands down. Um, So that's your deep dive. What if? Mine, I would have loved to see what would have happened if... Um, What if Dwight Howard went to college... Dwight Howard, you know, straight out of the NBA, got drafted by Orlando. Was it? it was Orlando. 
Yes, in two thousand four, two thousand five. Where where he go to high school? Let's see. Let's see on the old map where he went to high school. But what and see and if any colleges were recruiting him, I feel like they would have been the top. He ones. went to Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy. So maybe maybe Georgia? the Hawks. He, no, he might have no, went to no, Georgia. No, he went to the Bulldog. Ooh. Bulldogs were not a strong basketball team-wise, but that team during that time, I don't think they would have been that. He so would have only had not really anybody. Not really anybody either. No, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people who averaged less than one point per game. Three people who averaged less than three points per game, and their leading scorer averaged fourteen points per game. My gosh! They had they actually had the number eleven player in the country for his year, and he only averaged twelve points per game. That's crazy. But just the just the fact that these guys would have made such a big difference had they like they had great careers in the NBA. But imagine four years in college, the one and done rule was done. And then you take guys who went to college but were a part of the one and done. You take, what if Zion had stayed four years? What if Kyrie stayed four years? What if, um, oh my, I'm trying to think of anybody other than people who went to Duke. John Wall. That, that, okay, let's, let's, we're going to go into this one right now. So that was 2000. 10 11. Which one? UK men's basketball. Oh, John Wall. Oh man, that team. Because we're gonna look at we're gonna look at that team and then the years to come from that team. Yeah. So, so you had Wall, you had cousins, you had Yeah, that, that team had six first round draft picks. I think it was team. the 2009 2010. Yeah. That uh it might have been 2010, 2011. 2010-2011 does not have John Wall on it. Doesn't? Oh, okay. Okay, so this team, you had John Wall, uh-huh. Boogie Cousins, uh-huh. Eric Bledsoe, uh-huh. Patrick Patterson, My gosh. Josh Harrelson, who actually uh-huh. turned out to be a pretty good player. Uh-huh. So you, you've got those guys. Those guys right there. So let's see. Going into the second year, you'd have John Wall, Boogie, Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, combining them with Ennis Cantor, oh, Terrence man. Jones, Brandon Knight. Oh my gosh, that's not even fair. So that's that's just two years. That's two years. And then we're gonna go 2011-12. Men's basketball. Wait, AD must be coming up soon. I think I think he's coming up here. I think he's coming up. Oh man, you have Boogie and AD on the same team. So then you would I, you would add people. in Michael Kidd Gilchrist, okay, Anthony Davis, uh, <laughs> Marcus Teague, oh, and then 2012-13. Who would you add? You would add Nerland Snowell, <laughs> Willie, Willie Cauley Stein. Stein, and Alex Pointers, who was a really oh, good college player. Gosh, imagine that good whole team goal. is lethal. That, that team, team like is you, not even fair. That's like 
two to three national titles. That's well, given that nine ten they got given that my nine years, they would have yeah. won. They would have won three national championships. They would have won three national titles. My God, had they all stayed together? That's crazy. Is the fact that you know they had that talent growing? My gosh, those those teams would be unstoppable. Yeah, you UK didn't that early 2010s period. They did not mess around with recruiting. They no, undisputed. Calipari, Calipari did his job in getting those guys to come to Kentucky. I would um, see if there's anybody else. Who had just like had years of dominance? Well, no one had, on the scale had, of, of well, you had Duke. You had Duke a couple of years and UNC a couple of years. But I think let's 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 finish off let's finish off with Kentucky. I think the next day. Yeah. So so guys, just to understand our deep dives, we'll dive into you know different topics, different ideas, and what could be a really interesting what if situations that happen in the league. But make sure to also check out Dano's seasoning. Dano's seasoning is really good, tastes great, and it's available on Dano's seasoning website as well as you can click the link on our page at underscore who check underscore on our Instagram. Click on the link tree and then go to Dano's seasoning. Make sure to use code Hoopjack for all your purchases. Jake can testify to it as the most delicious seasoning he's ever tasted in his life. I just made like, so yesterday, completely relevant to basketball. I put flour and Dano's original into a bowl and tossed some some raw chicken in it, fried it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Delicious. Yum, yum, get you some. Make sure to go check us out there, guys, and make sure to check out all of our episodes on our Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. And if you guys ever want to be on the episode, um, let us know and make sure to shoot us a message. We have been hit with a note for a week because I guess somebody was very mean to us. So if you are, if we are trying to reach you guys. We can't. It's because somebody decided to report us. But, and we're not a fake account. We are 100% real. Trust me. If we were fake, we let you know. We are not Bishop Sycamore out here. We are legit. <laughs> we are too legit to quit. Um, but make sure to check us out. We'd love to hear you guys' story. We'd love to have you on the show. And make sure to check us out and keep supporting us. And remember, don't be a bystander, be a hooper, and keep balling. Peace.